0: When the cold wind blows.
1: No one cares, knows. Hello, my name is Chris.
2: My name is Kelsey.
1: And this is Pod Cemetery, where we dissect horror movies like the rotting corpses that they are. This week, it's the worst of Pod Cemetery 2019. The... Bottom 10 worst movies that we discussed in 2019. Uh, Right now, as you are listening to this, we are, well, as this launches, we're going to be in the air on our way to Fiji for our honeymoon. Woo! Woo! Perfect timing for a retrospective look back at the year in Pod Cemetery. Yes. Yes. We're going to count down the 10 worst movies that we reviewed this past year, and we'll also include little bits of our own personal bottom 10s, and those movies where Kelsey and I disagreed the most. Yes. And we'll include audio clips from the episodes themselves where we talk about our general thoughts on the movies. No trivia this episode or next, just right to the good stuff. Do you... Oh, you do? No, we've discussed what the movies are, so you know what we're going to be talking about here. Some of them. Yeah, if you remember properly. (laughs) And there are a few that snuck in there towards the end of the year on on both our best of and worst of lists. Next week we'll be talking about the best of, because honestly I'd rather wrap up 2019 on a high note. Woo! Starting with number 10 from our November 18th episode... 2018's Look Away. (laughs)
3: Uh,
1: Our average score was 21. You gave it a 17 and I gave it a 25. Yeah. Do you remember Look Away? It wasn't that long ago. Yeah,
2: I do remember Look Away and it was not a good time.
1: No, it just, it felt like it squandered a lot of opportunities.
2: And why did it exist?
1: Yeah, uh uh-huh. It wasn't like it was poorly made. Like it wasn't poorly executed. It was just, I don't. It, it was. It wasn't good. It really, really wasn't good. And that's a big bummer, especially since it was there was Le- some-
2: Olivia Hussey's daughter. Yeah, it was Romy and Michelle, the girl, whichever one she plays, <laughs> and it was Malfoy. Malfoy's father, and it was just no good.
1: It was no good. So. Uh, that was a Look Away it, at number 10.
2: It deserves to be there. It deserves
1: to be, absolutely. So let's hear what we had to say about 2018's Look Away. It's a jungle out there.
3: I really didn't mean to do that. <laughs> Maria.
2: Who are you? You don't remember me?
0: We have a screwed up daughter. She has no friends. She has no confidence.
3: I can fix things. Let me help you.
0: what am I not funny anymore you're dead why are you doing this self improvement I'm sorry I'm not
3: I want out that they've sinned it's time they learned about it
0: look at me see me
1: Should people watch this movie?
2: I'm going to say no. I will say no. I'm sorry, Diane. I I found this movie to be quite boring.
1: Yeah. And frustrating, too. How many times throughout the movie was I like, okay, now this is going to (laughs) happen. And then specifically that thing happened.
2: Yeah, but but neither of us saw the end coming. The end is stupid. Because the end doesn't make any fucking sense. Like,
1: oh, hey, I have a surprise for you for your birthday. (sighs) He's going to he's going to get her plastic surgery. He's going to size her up for plastic surgery and it's going to be awful for her mental health. And yep, sure enough. That's exactly what happens. Like it's incredibly predictable, (laughs) incredibly predictable until the very end when it doesn't do. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. We, I mean, don't, you don't need to see it. If you want to know what this thing is and you have a lot of time on your hands, feel free, but like, don't spend money on it. No. And the problem is, is that there being an actual dead twin completely removes the power of the metaphor of the mirror <laughs> and how it, this is a dark reflection of yourself. Because it's not. It's a completely separate, different person with their own motivations.
2: Unless it's all in her head. But we know there was an actual dead sister. Do we? I'd say Yes. Maybe she's just an unreliable narrator. Maybe she's just been crazy this whole time. Maybe she has a split personality. But there's nothing that indicates that. You no, can say maybe all day. There isn't. There's nothing to that the supports end, that. And then the end doesn't make any sense unless you give it that backstory. Yes. This movie is way too long. Yes. It's quite boring. Uh-huh. It does things that you're just like, I don't understand why that happened. And not not like, oh, that was bizarre. What the fuck was that? I mean like... That just doesn't make sense. It's
1: a movie that that is trying to be cool and edgy, and it looks good in many places. Like, it's well shot in many ways. It's it's There's some moments where I was like, oh, that's pretty well acted. Mainly, honestly, with Jason Isaacs. Of course, he's like, you know, the most professional actor in this movie. <laughs> but I, I didn't like it, and I don't think I'd ever want to watch it again.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't want to watch it again.
1: So, what do you think the movie has on Rotten Tomatoes? Nineteen. 17 out of 12 reviews. There is an audience score out of 366 reviews. What do you think that is? 33? 57. Okay. No Metacritic, no Cinema Score. So do you think that 17 is overrated or underrated?
2: I'll say 17 is perfect.
1: You're going to give it a 17? Yeah. I would give it a 25, I think.
2: It's not that it's like, it's not like I was watching and I was just like, oh my God, I hate every segment of this. It was just like very like, (sighs) <sighs> right Like it was It was Effort to watch it Because it was just so boring and Yeah And like I just didn't care <laughs>
1: Here's the thing If we weren't watching this For the show I would have turned it off We would have turned it off
2: Mm-hmm like I said, like, it's not like it's a horrendous, like, oh, my God, how did this even get made? But no, not like, at all. Not at all. It's just so. It's almost
1: like a why. Why did it get
2: Boring and long. Yeah. And I just don't care about these characters. I don't
1: think that the writer-director <laughs> uh, cared to explain why he was doing anything. It's just his first project, or not his first project, but he wanted to be like, you know, Edgy and interesting. Which is funny because it's an
2: extremely surface level film.
1: It is. That's my point. Is It's just like,
2: mm. it doesn't go beyond the, the image of the mirror. Ah!
3: <laughs> it's
1: just like a mirror. Everything, the entire substance is just in that surface layer. Yep. Yep. Number nine from our November 25th episode. End of the year, guys. Was not looking so good. It's a
2: rough patch.
1: With a average score between us, we actually rated it the exact same at 20, was 2009's Thanks Killing. There are some stupid movies <laughs> that managed to be fun in how stupid and bad they are. And this is not one of them. No. It was just... This one was poorly executed. It On just,
2: purpose, but still. No, but to the point where it's
1: it's not like... I talk about this in the episode, but... It's not like they they did a great job of making a bad movie. They did a bad job of making a bad movie, if that makes any sense.
2: It was a bunch of college kids just
1: fucking around. <laughs> right, but they, they had no skill at that. Like, you can make a bad movie and it still be really great, and this is not one of those.
2: Well, there are people who love this movie.
1: I don't understand it. It's actually a, a pretty big difference from the Rotten Tomatoes score. It only had an audience score, but that audience score was 42. Yeah. And we gave it a 20. So. We, yeah. we did not enjoy it. No, no, we did not. <laughs> well, let's hear what we had to say about 2009's Killing."
2: So, guys, I was thinking, you know, since it's Thanksgiving and all that, we should go around and say what we're
1: thankful for. I'm thankful that your mom has the juiciest in town.
3: Back in the
2: 1500s, in the settlement of Kralberg, an old Indian by the name of Feathercloud was dishonored by a pilgrim. Feathercloud necromanced a turkey.
1: A turkey that would stop at nothing to get what he wanted. To kill. Everything's going to be okay. You
2: don't believe me, do you?
1: I do believe you.
2: There's no such thing as an evil turkey. Oh. Yee- There's no such thing as an evil turkey. This
0: little baby bunny got its stomach not open by a
2: beak. Not just any beak. A turkey beak. There's no such thing as an evil turkey. There's... No
3: such thing as an evil
2: turkey. Oh, wait. I lied.
0: Just, no.
1: hell. Should people watch Killing?
2: No. No.
1: This
2: movie's awful. It is
1: awful. It is awful in a very deliberate way. Whereas... Blood Freak wasn't trying to be bad. It was just like, hey, let's make a movie with some acting kids. And they just – maybe they had a good time. Maybe they didn't. Evidently, the main character didn't. And it just ended up being bad and whatever. This is deliberately bad in a way that wraps it back around again to make it bad again. Like, that's my my biggest problem with this. It It, it overshoots the target.
2: I don't like movies that try to be bad. I don't – I did not enjoy – My name is Bruce. I did not enjoy the Christmas one we watched last year, Santa Slay. Like, I just don't.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those. The good news is it's a merciful one hour and six minutes. But I'm not like that. You're right. Those movies, I'm not like when they try to be bad and they try to be crude and it just seems to be a bunch of like porn producers that make a movie. Not a huge fan, but like you can be deliberately bad and still be good. Like I was showing you the other day, Cannibal the Musical is a terrible movie and intentionally so like they do things that are just obviously bad, but it is absolutely hilarious because there is skill there. There is real humor like talented comedians that are that are making this movie and and you can't just be some dudes in a college who think saying nice tits bitch is a good joke and think that your purposefully bad movie is going to be entertaining cuz it's not your humor is not entertaining to me i'm sorry if that sounds pretentious or whatever it would be very good for the people that made it i guess and if you're their friends sure and if you're high school age or college age maybe but i just can't do that anymore <laughs> there're just yeah some some funny lines here and there some bright shining moments but overall it's lazy it is like it's it's not even aspirational <laughs> You know, where it's just like, hey, let's just make a fun movie by ourselves. Like, we have no budget. We're just some dudes in college. Let's just make a fun movie. It's like they're not even trying. Yeah. Because there's the excuse of, oh, it's supposed to be a bad movie. Right. Yeah, okay. There are those things where they're supposed to be bad movies. But you can still put some effort into it to make it funny bad or good bad. Yeah. And this is neither of those things. Yeah. But, like, I ain't mad. No. I mean, it's certainly no lifeblood, which is unintentionally just awful.
2: Exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. Like, because it's so self-aware, it's hard to keep any of this against it. Because it did it on purpose. And maybe it didn't work for me. Maybe I thought it was stupid. But I'm sure there's other people that think it's hilarious. But again,
1: there are plenty of stupid, low-budget, intentionally bad movies that you can watch that are actually clever and good. Mm-hmm. And this just isn't. Right. It's just a little lazy. Yes. So what do you think it got on Rotten Tomatoes? It has no critic score. No Metacritic. No cinema score.
2: I imagine that the people who watched this did it because they wanted to see something like this.
1: 1,282. I wanted to see something like this and I didn't really like it.
2: I'm going to guess it has a 46. A 42. There you go. Wow.
1: Wow. Wow. Good guess. Yeah. But what would you give it?
2: I'll give it the same I gave the other one. I'll give it a 20. 20, yeah.
1: Because there
2: were some lines that definitely did make me laugh, but not a lot.
1: I was, that's exactly the same score I was going to give it, was a 20.
2: Again, the fact that it knew what it was doing, it never once deviated from that, it never once tried to be serious Nothing in any way,
1: surprising or clever.
2: But I appreciate that it was, that it knew. So yeah. that's why it's getting the 20.
1: yeah. Uh in my opinion, Blood Freak was just infinitely more entertaining. And this was just like like I said earlier, you're like, how much longer is this movie? Oh, we're only a little over a third of the way through it, <laughs> and we're already like, oh god, counting the the minutes, but the movie's only like an hour long. Yeah. Like that's not a good sign. No. Yeah. I don't know. I think I feel like we've said our piece about it. Yeah. <laughs> At number eight, squeaking in right at the end of the year in our December 30th episode.
2: Oh, my goodness. It was
1: 1987's Bloody New Year. Yeah. You gave it a 15. I gave it a 20 for an average of 17.5. Yeah. Whew.
2: The movie made no sense. It really did. Why didn't? does it exist? It really
1: didn't need to. It, its only reason for existing was for it to be covered on Rift Tracks or Mystery Science Theater, and it wasn't. And that just made me angrier. <laughs> it's just such a nothing movie. A lot of why? Wait, what? <laughs> Who?
2: Barb? <laughs> Phil! <laughs> answer me!
1: I really hope you people have listened to our Black Christmas episode, because we sure reference that movie a lot. Because it's awesome. (laughs) Well, let's hear what we had to say about 1987's Bloody New Year.
0: It started as a day out, a trip that held the promise of fun and pleasure. But for Rick and his friends, the fun ended early when they landed on Grand Island. For those who dare, face a horrifying and bloody new year. Attacked by the dead. Threatened by evil. Chased by the unknown. Terrorized by monsters. They cannot escape the fate that awaits them when they become caught in the angry hat Dead or alive, they are locked in time forever. Trapped in the hotel of horror, they can check out any time, but they can never leave. What started as a day to remember ended
1: in a bloody new year. Should people watch this movie?
2: Unless you absolutely loved House 2, no.
1: Yeah. Unless you
2: love movies that just random shit happens for no good reason, no, you don't need to see this.
1: It yeah, that's exactly it. It's just shit just happens and then more shit happens and then it's an and then movie and none of it means anything nope. and
2: uh, there's no rhyme or reason to anything. No. It's just a silly movie. There's nothing scary about it. No. It barely has anything to do with New Year's, which really upset me. And it's just a bizarre thing that more,
1: I wrote down a note partway through that says more than any other movie, I think, that we've watched so far. Well, maybe not any other movie. But the, the maximum amount that a movie could be like this, this should have been a Mystery Science Theater 3000
2: Oh, absolutely.
1: Episode, 100%. And at the end, I wrote, I'm very upset I had to watch that without like a Riff tracks or an MST3K episode about it. Like, <laughs> uh, that's that's what angered me more than anything about this movie is that it should have been a Riff tracks. Like, ugh, just... I don't have anything else to say about this movie. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> so, keeping in mind that there are no Reviews, literally no reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, just the audience score. What do you think this movie has?
2: 19?
1: 25. Okay. What would you give it?
2: (laughs) I'm going to give it a 15. Okay. Giving it a 15, because at the very least, it kept me watching, because I was just like, what's going to happen next?
1: That's why I was going to give it a 20. For the same reason like it was just It was just so nonsensical And it should have been a half hour Shorter yes and It's incredibly Harmless like it's not offensive (gasps) It's just harmless Yeah and uninteresting In that way yes so That is
2: purely because it Had me wondering what are they gonna do
1: yeah
2: I gave it a 15
1: (laughs) And that is 1987's bloody new year All right, before we move on to our next batch of bad movies, let's talk about the movies that uh, Kelsey and I disagreed on the most. Starting with, oh, actually, it is a one, two, three, four. It is a five-way tie for number nine. (laughs) (laughs) There's a 15-point difference between Kelsey and I for My Name is Bruce, Don't Hang Up, Slaughter High, The Ascent, and Ghost Keeper. Now, these aren't necessarily bad movies. It's just the movies that Kelsey and I disagreed on the most. And there is a 15-point gulf between Kelsey and I on all of these. And on every single one of them, I was 15 points higher than she was.
2: Yeah, I guess Chris is a lot nicer of a greater than I am. I
1: have a higher tolerance for certain movies. Well, when we get into the top of this list, you'll see... Uh, but, like, Ghost Keeper, I actually really enjoyed. <laughs> uh,
2: and I see why, but it wasn't a good movie. Slaughter High? I thought that was a lot of fun. I thought it was a lot of fun, too, but it's not a good movie.
1: <laughs> and that's kind of where our philosophies differ on those, I think. <laughs> Coming in at uh, Tide for number seven, The Witch and Martin. Now, I totally get why you did not dig Martin.
2: I know. I think I was a little harsh on The Witch, but I think that's more of a response to all the people that are like, this is the best horror movie yeah. ever made. And I'm like, oh, okay, you let's relax.
1: It, you gave it a 74 and I gave it a 90. I thought it's very good. I love that movie.
2: I know. I think I gave it a little bit of a harsh uh, answer, but- Martin? 90 is a little high.
1: <laughs> Martin, you gave a 66. I gave an 82.
2: It's just so- Weird and strange. I loved
1: that about it. I loved that it was a vampire story with no actual vampires. I it, it was interesting. But then it's also all about, like, sexual assault and stuff. And so I totally get why. And while we, as we get higher on this list, we're going to see more of that, unfortunately. We put content warnings on all of our episodes. And when you look at those content warnings, it's incredible how much rape and sexual assault come up. Yes. It's kind of ridiculous. And it's obviously a crutch that the horror genre in particular relies on quite a bit because it is something that's horrific. Yes. But, you know, it, it makes it hard to watch for a lot of people. Yeah. And I totally get that. Number six, with an 18 point difference between you and I, you gave this movie a 40. I gave it a 58. We both didn't really like it, is uh, 2003's Beyond Reanimator.
2: Oh, I really didn't like it because I felt like I really enjoyed the first one. Reanimator, yeah, and this was just like a fuck you. <laughs> yes,
1: it was way, way after the first Reanimator, and it's just they get the original actor back, and they think I feel that that buys them more favor than it actually does. <laughs> uh, you know, it doesn't it doesn't let them get away with making a not good movie, right? But it wasn't horrible. I didn't think it was just okay to me tied for number 4 at 30 points difference between you and I. It's a big jump in differences. Yes. Is 1984's Dreamscape. Oh yeah. Which you gave a 30 and I gave a 60 because of just the casual consent issues that it has and Yeah. Yeah, it's uh upsetting. But <laughs> What's his face from The Warriors with the nunchucks? <laughs> Must have seen Enter the Dragon twelve times, <laughs> and 1972's Blood Freak. I just loved how absolutely ridiculous it was, which earned it a fifty in my book. But you gave it a twenty.
2: Well, it's terrible. It's yes, it, a it
1: is terrible You're right. You're right. movie. It's terrible. But he's walking around with a ch- with a.
2: No, it's hilarious, head. but that doesn't mean it's a good
1: movie. It <laughs> gets, gets points for that, though. It entertained me. It got me. 20
2: points for it. It
1: entertained me thoroughly. Uh, but it, I do recognize that it's a bad movie, so that's why it gets a score right down the middle <laughs> at, at 50. Tied for number two are The Ninth Gate and Vampire's Kiss, each of which you gave a 35 and I gave a 70. I... I love these movies, and I totally understand why you don't.
2: I fucking hate vampires. Kiss. What was the other one? Ninth Gate. Yeah, it's just boring, and I don't care. And it's weird. And <laughs> I like weird, but like it's it's weird in that it like the tone is all over the place.
1: Yeah, and it it feels like it's trying to be the Omen, but with. A book that gets you to Satan.
2: And the CG is awful. Oh,
1: it is. Yeah, it is. But I just love that bad sort of late 90s magical thriller feel, you know? It it makes me all warm and cuddly inside. (laughs) And finally, with a 40-point difference, the movie we most disagreed on this year, you gave it a 30, I gave it a 70. 2007's The Mist.
2: Oh, yeah, I did not enjoy The Mist.
1: There are a lot of things that I really, really like. I really don't like Marsha Gay Harden's character in this movie. It's a very cliche character. And I get what they're trying to say about when society falls apart.
2: It's a cliche Stephen King character.
1: Yes. Yeah, very much so. But I really liked Toby Jones' character. That was a lot of fun. I liked the monster design, even though the CG was awful. The design was really cool. And everyone talks about the tragic ending. And it is. It's tragic.
2: I like it better with the idea that like, he had to do that.
1: That's what made the mist rise. But that
2: unmakes the rest of the film.
1: (laughs) It really does. You're right. It (laughs) does. All right. Those are the movies that we disagreed on the most in 2019. But let's get back to the actual bottom 10, the worst movies. So far, we've done Look Away, Thanks Killing, and Bloody New Year. Coming in at number seven, with an average score of 17 from our January 14th episode, right at the beginning of the year. It's been almost a year since we talked about this one. 2018's Winchester. It's so frustrating because it started out okay.
2: It did. It started out okay.
1: And then it just falls apart in the second half. Oh, yeah. Its stance on the gun issue is really unclear and (laughs) I think I I talk about it so I'm not going to get really deep into this. I talk about it in the clips, but if you want to be a movie with guns, that's totally fine. I can appreciate that. If you want to be like, oh, guns are cool and everyone should own a gun. I, I get that. That's totally fine. But the movie goes out of its way to make the point of it all. The reason this place is being haunted the fact that Winchester, the Winchester company made all these guns that resulted in all these people's deaths. And yet the guns are used as the solution to all this. And it really muddies. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And we talk about that a lot in our bad movies throughout the year is just a really unclear picture of what a movie is trying to say. Like it it, it goes out of its way to say something and then undermines it within itself. Yes. And that can really lose you a lot of points, I think.
2: So I try to tell my kids about their writing.
1: <laughs> so let's hear what we had to say about 2018's Winchester.
0: Mrs. Winchester, it's a pleasure to finally meet you. Based on a true story. I must say I have never quite seen a house like this. Set in a real house. Do you believe in ghosts, Dr. Price? About a real woman. I do not believe in anything I cannot see or study. Helen Mirren. There is a wickedness in this house. Jason Clark. It has
1: found us. Winchester. It's quite a special house, is it not? thirteen. Should people watch this movie? No. No.
2: It actually – okay, so it has really bad reviews, right? Right, but, like,
1: say what you're going to say. I think I agree with you.
2: It has a pretty solid beginning. It was, really does. I was sitting here and I was like, fuck the reviews. Bro, like, this is actually not bad. Exactly. I was like, this is actually kind of an okay movie. And then the middle <laughs> starts to get eh, – and then, ooh, the it, bad. The oh, my is so God. Bad. The last –
1: Third. Third, yeah. The last third of the movie is just what – Where did this go? It just goes off the wall. It, and it just loses everything about it that made the rest of the movie so intriguing and thrilling and actually pretty okay. And it just abandons all of that for like action ghosts. And (laughs) Oh, Dame Helen Mirren gets her own action scene in it. And it's like, uh, what What is happening? Helen! I said in our last episode, Helen Mirren is Bay, And she still is. But like, and, and halfway through this movie, I was like, why doesn't she sound right? And I was like, oh, I think maybe I really don't like her American accent. Mm-hmm. What is happening in this movie? You've you've gotten a poor performance out of Helen Mirren? You don't need to watch it. Because you, too, will probably be like, oh, I kind of like this. And then be as disappointed as we were. Instead, let us talk to you about it. The whole thing is about the destructive power of guns and how they were useful, but they're also terrible. And Sarah Winchester is a staunch gun control advocate, effectively. But how does the whole movie resolve itself? By shooting more guns. Sarah Winchester herself shoots one as a tool to get a construction job done. <laughs> it's like the movie was scared of offending like Second Amendment rights activists, right? Like it, it just walks this line and it falls over every side of it. I Pick a side. If you want to be like, this is a cool gun movie. Go right ahead. I fucking love the John Wick series. One way more than number two. Let's be honest. The first John Wick movie is fucking awesome. And there's tons and tons of guns in it. I love it. There's guns in the Halloween franchise, especially the new one. Like, I'm fine with a movie being like, look at all of our cool guns. But the, the core premise of this movie, and arguably its main character, although not the protagonist, its main character, Sarah Winchester, her whole thing is all surrounding her guilt- about these guns and what they've done, and it's proven that she's right about all of it, and yet guns are still the solution. What What is this movie even trying to say?
2: Nothing. It's not trying to say. It's not trying anything. to say shit. It's just trying to make a buck.
1: Yep, it's ridiculous. So, Kelsey, what do you think this movie has on Rotten Tomatoes? Thirteen. Holy shit. 14. (laughs) Like a grand staircase within the famous mansion that inspired it, Winchester appears poised to get a rise out of audiences, but ultimately leads nowhere.
2: (laughs) Uh,
1: a pretty good consensus statement there. Metacritic of 28%, cinema score of B-minus. People felt good coming out of that movie Or at least (laughs) average coming out B minus is kind of average Like for CinemaScore Like why That's immediately come Because that's what CinemaScore does They survey people who come out of the theater On like opening night or opening weekend Well I want to know how many
2: 13 year olds They were interviewing Right like how do you Immediately
1: after the ending of this movie How do you have good feelings about it
2: If you're a kid I see it
1: what would you give it, Kelsey?
2: I'll give it a fourteen. I'll go right on par with the, wow, yeah
1: now I was disappointed in the movie. I was not that disappointed in the movie. It does the the first third is really interesting, and you're oh, like it's
2: not interesting. It's fine, no,
1: but it's like oh this this movie might not be so bad,
2: right, that's only because of how bad we were told it was right. and
1: then it got worse. Listen, I'm not gonna give it a fifty or anything like that. I'll give it a twenty, okay. But what little goodwill you have for this movie because it just drains away throughout Mm -hmm. the length of the movie when they keep fucking up simple shots, simple editing, simple continuity, simple concepts. So much is predictable and you see where it's coming with the bullet, with the ghost butler, Mm -hmm. like all that stuff is so predictable and then this climax that is just action-packed. And contrary to the spirit of the rest of the movie, it just – what little goodwill you have for this movie falls apart in the end. And I can't give it higher than a 20.
2: And I mean, this is coming from me and I love Haunted House movies.
1: Yeah, she really does. And we had two Haunted House movies this one. We go from The Legend of Hell House, (laughs) which you gave a 79 and I gave an 80, to Winchester, (laughs) which you gave a 14 and I gave a 20. We really did not like this movie. Yeah, no. Coming in at number six, with an average score of 15 points, we both gave it 15, from our July 22nd episode, 2006's When a Stranger Calls.
2: Oh, the remake. Oh, yeah, so bad. taking an
1: otherwise good movie.
2: Yeah, the original's great. Taking
1: the first 20 minutes and making that the entire movie. <laughs> So, that the whole movie rests on this the call is coming from inside the house. And in Black Christmas, they do the same thing, but it's effective. Mm-hmm. This absolutely isn't. It is so paint by numbers. It is so ridiculous. The main actress is awful.
2: And like most of the film is just stupid jump scares that lead to nothing. Yes.
1: Oh, yeah. There's a lot of that. Oh, and we talk about the sculpture, the weird Twisted Man sculpture that doesn't enter into anything. Well, we'll talk about that. Let's hear what else we have to say about 2006's When a Stranger Calls.
2: Hello? Is anyone there? I could have at least driven myself, Dad.
3: But I want you driving home alone this far so late at night.
2: You must be Jill. We were so thrilled to find a babysitter at the last minute.
3: Just make yourself at home.
2: Hello?
0: Have you checked the children?
1: This feature cannot be used with a number...
2: Hello? Who is this? Jill, is that you? Have you been calling me? Can I speak with the police?
1: Has he threatened you? He
2: just keeps on calling.
1: You're safe inside that house.
2: Why are you doing this? What do you want? Stop calling me! You. Jill, sick... it's the
3: police. We traced the call. It's coming from inside the house. You hear me? It's coming from inside the house.
1: What is this one about?
2: It's the first twenty minutes, but it's the entire movie. Exactly right. <laughs> It this movie is designed for jump scares. That is all it is. Can is that I think that's all we have to say, to be perfectly honest.
1: It is $4 to rent <laughs> on iTunes because apparently it's not streaming for free anywhere. We thought it was on Sony Crackle, but apparently we couldn't find it. It wasn't there. It's $4 to rent on iTunes, and that is $4 too much. I think even if this movie was free, I would say don't bother.
2: Yeah. Unless you like jump scares. That's the only thing that this movie is for. That's mm-hmm. all it exists for. And I really, I really do think that that's all we really have to say about it. But we'll go through it if you want us <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah,
1: Camilla Bell has been in, like, practically nothing. And I can see why she is terrible in this. She is a really bad actress in this. Like, remarkably, again, insofar as it's worth remarking... <sighs> Several times in this movie, I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, she's just not good. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I I recognize she's a real human being, but no good. Do not like her at all. <laughs> I mean, we're practically done talking about this movie as it is, and well, we so haven't even gotten to the trailer just, yet. How
2: about we just, when we get to it, we'll just list the things that happen. Because yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that's all you need. Okay. I just want to say that, like... The entire first half of this movie is complete filler. Yeah. It is purely jump scares mm-hmm. and a bullshit backstory that doesn't affect the story in any way. Yeah. You're learning about her friends and her boyfriend situation. And a
1: lot, a lot is going on.
2: And it has nothing to do with anything.
1: Yeah.
2: And it goes nowhere. Uh-huh. You don't even find out what happens with her and her boyfriend. So I don't know why they bothered to tell us of it at all.
1: Because they needed content.
2: Exactly. The first half.
1: The first one needed that middle chunk, right? Of him coming back into the live, getting the the investigator. But it all does lead into something eventually. Yeah. Even though the one character does leave the movie, she's fulfilled her purpose. But like this, it's to no end.
2: Yeah. The whole first half is just bullshit jump scares. And bullshit backstory, that doesn't matter. And then you have the second half, which is... Then you have to build up her being afraid of him. Because you haven't introduced the killer yeah. to her until now. So it's like I'm watching a short movie. Mm-hmm. And it just...
1: And, oh God, I know I said it before the jump, but she is just... She's not good.
2: She's not... Okay, she's not good, but she's not that bad either. She's fine. Well, okay, she's not, like,
1: lifeblood bad <laughs> or any of the um, – what's the carnival one? Not Carnival of Souls, the closed for the season or whatever. She's not, like, that bad. Right. She could be a professional actress, but she is just so wooden and quiet, but not, like, meek in an interesting way. Just, like, she she cannot emote, it appears, cuz everything's just so dour and depressing in this. They
2: have a really scary sculpture in the house?
1: Yeah, this is the one at the top of the stairs I was talking about.
2: To no end. Yes. It's just this really creepy sculpture of that like, she this
1: walks weird man by. like like standing like the crooked man or whatever, and <laughs> it casts a shadow on the wall and it looks like a person, but that never comes into play. It's
2: not even a she jump scare, I don't thinks, think.
1: I don't think so. <laughs> She just kind of turns and is like, what the hell? And it like never comes into play. She never thinks it's actually the guy or he thinks it's her or anything. So dumb. So what do you think it got on Rotten Tomatoes? I know. Why don't you share with the class? Nine. Nine percent. When A Stranger Calls ranks among the more misguided remakes in horror history offering little more than a rote, largely fright-free update to the original. Metacritic of 27. I agree. I think the movie seems like it was made by people who know what stylized elements of horror movies, and in particular, home invasion movies are supposed to have, but not like why they have them and why that equals scary so they can't land it. And... There's no content to back it up on top of that. So it's just a lot of scares that fall flat and no content to keep us intrigued. It was so uninteresting and boring and not at all scary. But here's the thing. Cinema score of B minus. What? Yes. Meaning people coming out of the theater who were interviewed and just asked, no commentary, give it an A to F ranking. B minus.
2: I mean, if you think about the demographic, they don't really have to do much to impress them. Yeah,
1: well, that was the time when just having a movie stylized like this was—it just fed the desire. Mm-hmm. It fed the old guys. It's a
2: thirteen-year-old movie. Do you know what I mean? It's a movie for thirteen-year-olds. Is what i
1: mean. Oh, <laughs> it is a thirteen-year-old movie. <laughs> it's literally a thirteen-year-old movie. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, what does that have to do with it?
2: No, it's a movie for 13-year-old. It's a movie for my kids. Yeah, uh-huh. Who I just wanted to get jump scares, and that's all they wanted.
1: Yeah. It's a real, real big bummer.
2: Which is really sad, because I enjoy actually scary movies. Like, I don't need to watch a movie that has this higher element of... Intellect to it To enjoy it I enjoy scary movies too But I want it to actually be scary
1: Yeah <laughs> So do you think Not including the cinema score Do you think it's overrated or underrated?
2: Just slightly underrated Slightly
1: I don't know if it's a 9% But I could see how 91% of people said they didn't like it
2: Yes I'm what gonna give, it, give it, it
1: a 15% I I was wondering if I should be Really really harsh and give it a 10.
2: <laughs>
1: I don't think it's that bad. Because we've had a lot worse on this show. Yes. I I will agree with you. I'll give it a 15. Just poof. Number five. Oh, this was such a disappointment from our October 21st episode. Coming in at 13 points average is 1987's House 2, The Second Story, We talked about this recently in our last episode, actually, about movies where things just kind of happen. And in this movie, it's a house and you go into a room and something's happening. We mentioned that with Bloody New Year. And this is the epitome of that. It's just a thing happens and then a thing happens. There's no rhyme or reason to it. There's one point where this movie does a good job of that and it like comments on its own ridiculousness with John Ratzenberger's character. The one bright shining star in this entire movie.
2: He made it, yeah, he was pretty funny. But this movie, yeah, it's just thing after thing, just weird little incident and has nothing to do with the rest of the story. makes no sense. A lot like Bloody New Year. Just why does this movie exist?
1: Right, yeah. Oh, man. Let's see what else we had to say about 1987's House 2, the second story.
3: Last year, you were terrified by house Now there's an all-new house With
0: brand-new owners Is she a virgin? Because I've never seen one her.
3: we got a little problem in the other room Better come have a look And the place is really coming to life Thanks, Charlie <laughs> I got you, Jim. House 2, the second story I've seen enough tragedy and disaster to make you want to upchuck in your shorts Rated PG-13
1: Starts Friday, July 10th at a theater near you Kelsey, should people watch House 2, the second story? No. Now, Lou's going to be really disappointed to hear you say that. Can you tell us why?
2: I loved the first one.
1: Very surprised by the first one.
2: Yes. We went and we sat down for that thinking it was going to be terrible. Very much pleasantly surprised.
1: Yeah. I like. I remember partway through, I think we talked about this in the episode, thinking, oh, my God, is this a comedy? Yes. <laughs> It completely recontextualized the whole entire thing.
2: Yes. This is a children's comedy that... Oh, yeah. That parents put on just for mindlessness, like for their kids to watch. Because there's... Yes, there's a story, but not fucking really. It's mostly just a bunch of weird shit happening that only kids would find funny. Right. There's little, like,
1: pet characters. There's a worm. There's, like, a caterpillar dog. There's a baby pterodactyl that are kind of like lovable pet characters, and then there's the grumpy old grandpa, you know, aged Western cowboy type, and like you know, it's and they go to like oh they go to basically the land of the lost and uh, it's stuff like that, it's like just that's a bunch what it's of for. random yes. shit that just
2: it's like it's not it's,
1: really even interested in its own plot. It, at no, all, it's at not. All.
2: It's just. I think I read that like the, the the writer like only had two weeks to write it. And I'm Something like Something like that, yeah. My students could write a better script than this. <laughs> yeah. In two weeks.
1: When I was in middle school specifically, because you teach middle school, when I was in middle school, I wrote a story that I was very proud of called My Brother Ate My Socks. And it was about like, hey, what happens to the sock that you lose in the dryer? Well, I found out that my brother was eating them because he was secretly an alien. And like, that was a story I wrote. This feels like that. And I hate to do this two weeks in a row, but that's exactly what it feels like. If you watched this movie as a kid and you absolutely loved it, like our buddy Lou did, he's going to be in our wedding. We love him absolutely. So Lou, if you're if you're listening, no offense meant to you. Mm-hmm. But if you watched it as a young kid, I could imagine you being absolutely enthralled by this movie. <laughs> But as an adult, it just simply does not hold up. No. Even though it's free on Prime, I don't know that there's a lot to really get out of it, even for humor's sake.
2: No, I don't think I laughed. I think I laughed like twice.
1: Yeah, the John Ratzenberger stuff at first had me baffled. And then like towards the end of it, I was like, okay, this is awesome.
2: (laughs) There were some things that, I was like, oh, we should put that in there, because then we can put in a clip from other movies, like, things that, that I was reminded of. Like, it's for, just
1: not worth
3: it.
2: it. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, for example, like, the part where he's in the in the land before time, he, he, there's, like, a part where, like, he's he just kind of standing there, and it's like, dude, are you going to shoot him? And I was like, shoot out! Like, I have a bunch of those. Yes, uh-huh. But this movie doesn't deserve that. No. <laughs> Those movies don't deserve to be put against this.
1: Again, Lou, watch the movie again. Please, I know you're really stoked about this movie. Because so I talked to him about it. I'm like, Lou, what is this movie? And he's like writing me back all caps about how much he loves this movie. And I'm like, maybe go back and see it yeah, well, again. Yeah, when was <laughs> last time he watched it? <laughs> yeah, I it. don't know.
2: <laughs> I mean, look, if you love it for nostalgia, I have nothing to say about that because I didn't see this when I was a kid.
1: What do you think... That house to the second story has on Rotten Tomatoes, keeping in mind there's only 11 official reviews for this movie. Nine, holy shit, that's exactly right. As a nine percent,
2: that is awesome. Only
1: one positive review out of all of the reviews, and awesome. even that one is like it's not nearly as good as the first one and it's kind of dumb, but I guess it might be worth watching. Ah! Like that's that's its positive review. It has an audience score of forty two percent though. Metacritic average rating is thirty one, and its Cinema Score, which actually got a Cinema Score, <laughs> some reason. <clears throat> Either the marketing people thought it was worth it, or Cinema Score thought it was big enough to do it on their own.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: A C C+. Yikes. Yeah, I'm surprised it's that high. Actually, mm,
2: that's what I mean.
1: Yeah. So. Is nine percent Rotten Tomatoes overrated or underrated?
2: Uh, I'm gonna say it's right.
1: What would you give it?
2: I'm gonna give it a nine. I
1: really enjoyed the John Ratzenberger stuff once it was set up, but nearly everything about this movie annoys the piss out of me.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So I don't think I can give it. I was thinking a twenty. I don't think I can give it a twenty. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 17. It, <sighs> I think we've said everything we need to say about this movie.
2: Yeah.
1: It's such a bummer because the first one was such a surprise. It really was. We loved that one. Mm-hmm. So.
2: It's so funny because we went into that one expecting it to be garbage and it was great. So then when we went to this one, Mike's expectations were a little high. Yeah. And I don't
1: think it has anything to do with our high expectations either. I would be willing to admit, well, okay, my expectations were too high and it didn't live up to them. No, like, objectively, this was... I say objectively. You know I mean subjectively. Uh, It's terrible.
2: Yeah, it's really bad.
1: Even though I did laugh at... It's my son's little league night. I have to make (laughs) it back. (laughs) It's one of those interdimensional portals there. Yeah, you see him sometimes in these old houses. Like... (laughs) That's the only funny part. Mm Mm-hmm. And and to reiterate, not one single legitimate scare in the whole fucking movie. No. Even Slim. No. Wasn't scary.
2: He looks ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Which is too bad. All right, Kelsey, it's time to go over my bottom ten of the year before we move on to the main list. I will avoid including those movies that are at the top or I guess you could say bottom of the main list. So there are there will be no spoilers. <laughs> number 10 was 2018's Look Away. Number 9, 1987's Bloody New Year. Number 8, 2009's Thanks Killing. Number 7, 2018's Winchester. Number 6, House 2 the Second Story. Number 5 we're going to skip. <laughs> because my number 5 ...is the end of our bottom 10 list. Ah. Number four, The When a Stranger Calls Remake. Number three, April Fool's Day from 2008, which we haven't talked about yet.
2: Such a bad movie.
1: My number two is 1972's Night of the Lepus, which we also haven't talked about yet.
2: The movie's hilarious. But ultimately,
1: my number one bottom 10, I also cannot talk about yet.
2: Because it's on the list. Because
1: it's the end of the list. Let's get back to that list, shall we? Okay. Coming in at number four, 1972's Night of the Lepus. (laughs) At 12.5, you gave it a 10, I gave it a 15.
2: I'm surprised I gave it such a low number, because all I can remember is the cute little bunnies.
1: Well, they torture these bunnies.
2: Oh, that's true.
1: (laughs) There's some animal cruelty in this. That's
2: right. I forgot about that.
1: But then they also do that effect where they have like model houses and giant bunnies. So they can show giant rabbits. It's so funny. But it's so slow and it goes on forever. Yes. And uh,
2: it's very boring and very dumb.
1: What was Janet Lee thinking?
2: <laughs> I need money, is what she yes. was thinking. Uh,
1: well, let's hear what we had to say about 1972's Night of the Lepus
3: what happened that night science made its greatest mistake what unknown terror was born that night what is the terrifying mutant that strikes from behind behind the the shroud of night. night. That night. (laughs) That night of the Lepus. A night of total terror, more more shattering shattering than than your strangest strangest nightmare. What caused the unnatural unnatural death, destruction, destruction, and panic (coughs) That night, night of the, the Leaps, Janet, Janet Lee, Stuart Whitman, Rory, Rory Calhoun, Calhoun, and Paul Fix. Knight of the Leapets, kill Leapus one, and thousands take, take their, their place. place. What, what devil creatures growing weight and size every day are hidden behind the eyes of horror? What can stop them? Night. Of the Lepus from MGM. Should people actually
1: watch this movie, Kelsey?
2: I'm going to say no. Yeah, I think you can pass. Yeah. It's
1: incredibly boring.
2: It's pretty boring.
1: Despite the fact that it's about giant fluffy bonnies. (laughs) It's also like, for such a crazy plot, it's also, (laughs) I'll probably say this twice, but this movie is just... It's played very po-faced, like, serious. It's not acknowledging at all how silly it is. It's just straight down the middle portrayal of the events. And it it's just shy of an hour and a half, and...
2: It feels longer. It
1: feels way longer. Because the last third is just, like, the same thing over and over again.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. I can't. <laughs> So it's called Night of the Lepus, or Lepus. That's going to bother me so much. Pick one. I mean, I always thought it was Lepus. Okay, we'll say Lepus. Okay. The movie is called Night of the Lepus, and when they first try to get rid of them, it's daytime. And I wrote that down. I was like, excuse me, this is not Night of the Lepus. And then it kept going all night long, and then went into the next day. All night long. All night. All night
3: long. All night long. All night.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it goes on for quite a while. It does. And when you really break down what the actual plot events are, like the big plot events that drive the story forward and not just, and then this happened and then this happened, like the actual plot events, practically nothing happens in this entire movie. So we think you can pass on it. Especially for people who may be particularly affected by portrayals of animal abuse,
2: yeah, they don't treat the the rabbits in this movie very well, no and, and I'm talking about live rabbits like that they on the had production on the set, yeah, uh-huh. They're not handling them well. <laughs> and
1: you could say, ah, you know what? They're rabbits. It's like grabbing a cat by the scruff of its neck. But they fucking manhandle these rabbits. Yeah. And it's a little distressing sometimes.
2: Yeah. The first, like, quarter. Yeah. It's just a lot of manhandling And rabbits. then the
1: climax. I don't think a lot is happening to the rabbits in the production. But it's also very distressing. Although I do think they are tossing rabbits around. To That's get the shots they want
2: Possible But
1: I don't think they're like You know Harming the rabbits
2: Yeah like This isn't cannibal holocaust Where they're just killing animals For the screen But still They don't give a shit About it's these a rabbits little
1: distressing Yeah <laughs> uh-huh.
2: I wrote this As I was watching it Because I just I was so bored What could have been A fun romp With camp And silliness Possible thrills If someone like Peter Jackson Were handling it Yeah Became a disappointing B-movie filled with animal abuse. Piled on top with the fact that Janet Lee is in this, and that's just a big bummer. And she
1: is not trying.
2: No. This is just a gigantic mess. Yeah. This is one mess, one disappointment, one piece of trash,
1: unfortunately. What do you think it got on Rotten Tomatoes?
2: Does it have one?
1: It does. There were 12 reviews. 26. That is the audience score, actually. Holy shit. The actual critical rating is 8%, <laughs> which means one out of these 12 reviewers liked the movie, or at least came away with a positive outcome, which makes sense. There is no Metacritic. There is no Cinema Score. Overrated or underrated? If we were to call 8% the rating on this movie.
2: I guess under.
1: Yeah, because 8% is super low, but it's only 12 reviewers. Although you and I both would come away with a negative review if we were to write our own.
2: It's true. I'm going to give it 10.
1: Really?
2: Mostly because of how cute the bunnies are. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll give it a... F- f-
1: ugh. It's just so boring,
2: it is super boring,
1: but the bunnies are really cute, they are, but they're not supposed to be. They're supposed to be horrible, yeah, so really, that should be a mark down, but I don't like it as little as ten percent. I'll give it a fifteen okay,
2: would you ever watch this again? No, no,
1: I don't think I would no, you know what I would watch again though
2: don't, don't say Easter Day. <laughs> Because I'm never watching that again. <laughs>
1: oh, okay. Coming in at number three at twelve points, just half a point behind Night of the Lepus is 2008's April Fool's Day, a semi remake of the original April Fool's Day, which we really enjoyed. Actually, <sighs> this one is a one that was very obviously trying to be.
2: I would not funny. call it a remake. It has nothing to do with the It was originally supposed original
1: to be a remake. And they do, spoilers for a bad movie, <laughs> they do pretend to kill a lot of people until I at the guess. end it's revealed that they're not actually dead.
2: But it's but for a point, very different yeah, the, purpose. Uh-huh.
1: And the way the scheme is pulled off in the end is nonsensical. <laughs> it's, oh, Jesus.
2: And the acting is terrible. Yeah, and
1: it's filmed, it seems like it's filmed with- Like for a TV with a With show. a soap opera crew and cameras, and I think I found out that this had a box office. So like it was in theaters at some point. Oh,
2: God. And I couldn't
1: believe that, I think.
2: Oh, God.
1: Yeah, I could be wrong, but I seem to remember that. it It's terrible, and it sullies the good name of April Fool's Day. It
2: really does. Yeah.
1: Let's hear what we had to say about two thousand eight. April Fool's Day.
2: We are so proud to host your debutante ball, which I think you'll find will change your life forever. Cheers.
0: April Fool's Day. A time for friends. It's so nice to see
3: you. You look divine.
0: A time for pranks. You know, how do I know you're up to another one of your little tricks? But on this night.
2: (laughs) April Fool's Day.
0: The gag is about to turn. serious (laughs) serious <laughs> now one year later dear friends a year has passed since my tragic death I was hoping one of you would accept responsibility six friends must stand together if
2: my murderer doesn't come forward each one of you will die throughout the course of this April Fool's Day if
0: they want to survive
3: oh, you think it's a
2: joke you're the expert right With if the person who killed Milan doesn't come forward then any one of us could be next Ryan who's to say any of us killed him whoever this is could be bluffing or crazy Sounds to me like you're the ones hiding something. Neither one of us killed Malak. You're
3: lying!
2: What
1: is April Fool's Day about, Kelsey? What do you think it's about?
2: An April Fool's Day prank goes poorly, and uh, someone is out for revenge.
1: (laughs) Yup. Only this time it's a bunch of rich assholes.
2: yeah. Well, because it's, again, you have to remember a lot of this is going to parallel. Uh, with All the rich the, assholes
1: in the original April Fool's Day, yeah. Which was so much better. So much better. <laughs>
2: I fucking love that movie. And then there's this piece of shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. You can totally see how this came from. How it the was original originally one.
2: supposed to be. Yes. Yes, a remake.
1: So, should people watch it? No. No.
2: And here's the thing. We're not dumb. We figured out very quickly that this was supposed to be a comedy. Well, okay. (laughs) Supposed to be a
1: comedy is very strong. It was supposed to be low budget and kitschy. It was supposed to be those those things. So you're not supposed to take it seriously. Yeah. But it, I wouldn't say it's a comedy. It's not – there. nobody's busting jokes that are non-sequiturs or out of the context of what's going on. And everything's poorly written. Like, it's not supposed to get belly laughs in the theater. It's, it's just supposed to be a little lighthearted and maybe a little campy. But not even – I wouldn't call it camp. It's a little kitsch.
2: I don't know, it felt like they wanted to be brilliant, but they certainly were not, and they failed at everything they attempted to do.
1: What I imagine the Butcher Brothers are, I haven't seen much of what they've done, but they just have some money and they can make a low-budget horror movie. And they film it like it's a fucking soap opera with commercial breaks and zoom-ins on characters' faces over long-pronounced moments.
2: I wouldn't be surprised to find out that they filmed it on soap opera sets. Yeah. And the lighting is soap opera, for sure. Yeah, uh-huh. But do not
1: bother. Don't bother watching it. There's almost nothing redeeming about this movie.
2: Almost? I can't think of anything.
1: I'm sure I'll come across something. You can, I don't know, jump on that grenade as we did.
2: I'm trying to think of an example of a movie that we've covered that is secretly brilliant. My first go-to is Jennifer's Body, but we haven't done that yet. We haven't done
1: it yet, no. There have been them. I can't think of any off the top of my head, though.
2: The shame of it is that these people...
1: Maybe Slaughter High.
2: (laughs) I feel like... No. (laughs) I feel like these people use the fact that it's low-budget like to be like ha, ha see we're just silly like, right we, you can
1: you can't say anything bad about us because we're already self-deprecating or whatever but
2: the problem with that is that there are movies that we have seen uh-huh that like dismembering christmas that movie's awful and it's very clearly made by people that don't have money but they did their best with what they had
1: right yeah you and don't you could get tell to just there was be skill like, there
2: you don't get to just be like no, oh, see we did it all on purpose so yes. it's not great it's like no it's just because you have no talent this is a trifle if it
1: upsets you you're the one who's wrong mm-hmm. yeah no like you're taking us too seriously well then why would i even want to go see your movie if we're not supposed to take it seriously exactly. if you wanted to make it a comedy you should have made it a comedy that's my pro- my biggest problem with that kind of mindset But they don't, because they're not good at making movies. It's not a good movie. We jumped on this hand grenade for you people. But if you want to be enveloped by the explosion as well, you can watch it. Or don't, which we would recommend. The movie's built for commercial breaks. I I mentioned it earlier, but I want to explain what I meant by that. It constantly, there's a moment that happens, and then it fades to black. And then it goes completely silent and then it comes back in and time has progressed. Like they're coming back from a commercial break. And like I said, with soap operas, there's plenty of moments where there's musical stingers and zooms in on faces that are just reacting and not talking. Like there's – it's almost like it was made for TV, which maybe it was. I don't know. I wrote – my original note was this was released in theaters. (laughs) I couldn't fucking believe it. Mm -hmm. What do you think it got on Rotten Tomatoes? Zero. It does not have any reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. There is an audience score, though, out of 2,026 reviews. What do you think its percentage is?
2: How on earth did 2,000 people see this?
1: 2,000 Rotten Tomatoes members.
2: Jeez. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, Slaughter High had what, 10?
1: Had five legitimate reviews. Uh, I don't know about user reviews. Uh, These are user reviews. Five?
2: Five. <laughs>
1: 17 percent
2: 17 okay no
1: metacritic no cinema score overrated or underrated
2: overrated
1: yeah what would you give it
2: i'm gonna give it a nine
1: i was gonna give it a 15
2: it did make me laugh a couple times there was one point where uh
1: peter it was probably peter right
2: (laughs) (laughs) ryan is filming the party yeah, and the the Perez Hilton character comes up, and he's like obsessed much talking about Milan. Yeah, and he goes tan much because
1: <laughs> <And then laughs> he, he does laugh. right before he dies, he gets out of his tanning bag. <laughs> obsessed much, tan much. You know, there are a few moments. Yes,
2: there are a couple moments. But it's that it made not. You
1: it's not like it's so self-aware that it actually cashes in on any of that. But it's trying great to effect. be
2: funny. I think you're. Forgetting that.
1: I think the Peter bits were trying to be funny, and I think most of that is in the actor.
2: I love when he looks at the value wagon and his eyebrow goes up and he's like, That's my value wagon. <laughs> That's
1: chasing them down, trying to run them down in the parking lot. My value wagon. Yeah, it's not a good movie, folks.
2: No. What Sorry. Did you give it. Oh, you gave it a 15? I
1: gave it a 15, yeah. All right, before we move on to our last two movies on this list, Kelsey, which are tied for first place. Oh, boy. Let's go over your bottom ten, shall we?
2: Okay.
1: And just like before, we are going to skip the the remaining Two? movies on the list. Yes. Okay. Your number ten is Bloody New Year. Okay. Your number nine is my number one. Huh. Which gets it at the top of our list. Huh. Uh, number eight was My Name is Bruce, which didn't make the, the cut Mainly because I thought it was okay, but I totally understand why you didn't like it.
2: Bruce Campbell couldn't even save it for me.
1: Yeah, and that's saying something. Yes. Yeah. Number seven was Beaster Day, Here Comes Peter Cotton Hell.
2: Oh, God, I hated that movie. Which
1: was barely kicked off the list by Bloody New Year, showing (laughs) up on it. Number six, When a Stranger Calls, the remake. Number five, Winchester. Winchester. Number four, Night of the Lepus. Number three, House 2, the second story. Number two, April Fool's Day from 2008, which we just talked about. And your number one is tied for number one. I think it was my number five on my list. But before we get into those, let's do some... um honorable mentions. There were two movies that just barely missed the cut, and we talked about them briefly on your bottom 10 list. I guess I saved them from the pit. Was uh, at 22 and a half points, My Name is Bruce, and 21 and a half points, Beaster Day, Here Comes Peter Cottonhell. That one was half a point away
2: from making our bottom 10 I would have list. put Beaster Day on the list as opposed to Bloody New Year, because at the very I think you're least, right. at the very least, Bloody New Year was not... Gouge my eyes out.
1: I gave Beaster Day a twenty-eight because I think because it did much more effectively what Thanks Killing couldn't is make just a garbage movie fun to watch.
2: Oh, I did not think it was fun to watch, but it
1: was really garbage, and then it got old really fast, and the humor was really bad. But seeing that weird sort of—I
2: was just going to say how stupid that was. That how much couldn't I even articulate hated on camera. that monster.
1: <laughs> but then there's moments where the guy is like, "Do do 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 do," huh? And then he walks do 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 do, and somebody's like,
2: "Oh my god, it's a giant rabbit!" And he's like, "That's real." <laughs> oh great. yeah, that I great. did too ma- too much sh- partying in the sixties yeah. or something. <laughs> that was a funny line.
1: <laughs> that was really good. I love that. All right, tied for first place. On our bottom 10, at 10 points each, and we flip these scores. So for one, you gave a 15 and I gave a 5. For the other, you gave a 5 and I gave a 15. Oh, wow. Yes. This is one of the few that, actually, is it the only one?
2: That I gave a higher score than you did?
1: It's the only one on this list that you gave a higher score than I did, yes. Uh, Tied for first place from our February 11th. Episode 2002's Swim Fan.
2: Oh, I know why I gave that a higher score than you did. (laughs) Well, because
1: you have, like, nostalgic memories for it. I have nostalgia for it. I have nostalgia for the fact that this was, like, the epitome of the bad early 2000s horror movies. (laughs) It's really bad. It thought it was Fatal Attraction. It was really more Play Misty for me. And it did a really bad job. Of Representing either of those movies Let's hear what we had to say About 2002's Swim fan Ben
0: Cronin thought he had it all
1: Scouts are coming next week
3: It might actually happen, huh?
1: Yeah
0: Can you picture it? Good friends
3: ah, one! I just remember why we broke up, Jack You couldn't handle me in bed or? <laughs> and a bright future <laughs> So, Madison Bell
2: What's the letter for Ben Cronin? The
3: letter is for swimming
2: Are you good?
0: I'm okay, yeah But he never imagined. What are you doing here? One moment. okay, I want you to. Could change everything.
2: You want to pretend like it never happened?
0: I have a girlfriend. Don't worry about me. I got somebody waiting for me in New York. You have 81 new emails. I know what you're doing. No emails, no visits. Nothing. I'm with Amy.
3: Ben, get back here. Where is she? She's not good enough.
0: Swim fan Starting to
2: think you don't appreciate me.
1: Should people see this movie, Kelsey?
2: If you have seen Play Misty for Me, if you have seen Fatal Attraction, you do not need to see swim fan.
1: Absolutely. Not.
2: It is almost the exact same movie just set in high school.
1: It was a ubiquitous joke, I think, when I was in – I guess I was in college at the time. But it was everywhere. Like, everyone around our age knows what Swim Fan is. I wonder how many of them have actually seen the
2: movie. <laughs> I remember seeing it in high school.
1: This movie made me mad. <laughs> I was mad.
2: It's not a great movie.
1: It's not. I will say – Stick around, because it does one thing real well. <laughs> and I would like to talk about that. So you can watch it or not, but we would suggest you don't. In Play Misty For Me, she went off the deep end and used a fake name once. In this movie, in Swim Fan, Madison is way less believable. She needed to pose as a doctor. She needed to get steroids in his bloodstream. She needed to do all these things. There's so much that she needs to have accomplished. It's just unbelievable, and therefore less frightening. Evelyn manages to be much more frightening as a result of being much more believable. So she gets arrested. Yes. And the cops take her away. And for some... Why? (laughs) You think somebody murdered somebody attempted to murder somebody else you put them in the backseat of a cop car and you put another cop with his gun in the backseat with
2: her and her what the fuck are you thinking and her wrists are cuffed in front of her they're not even behind her (laughs) and
1: you're sitting with your
2: gun on her side what the fuck are you thinking? Yeah, it's it's really bad. Like, this so, is just absurdly bad. So while they're
1: stopped at a train crossing, she grabs the gun and she shoots both of the cops and she gets away. And I wrote, is this still going on? Can it please just be over now? You were so close to being over. <laughs> so anyway.
2: You'd think that would be the ending. And it should be the ending. I don't have any more comments. Because the final ending... Is really pointless And Oh yeah Just plain insanely Angering
1: It's so So dumb
2: After he saves his girlfriend After Madison Bell Has died After they have proof That she did all this shit
1: Yeah And she killed Two police officers
2: They cut to Him Watching A swim meet But then he leaves With his girlfriend And it's like Wait Okay You just wanted To make sure That your audience Knew That he still doesn't get to go and he is an excellent Olympic swimmer because she did something that they know she did?
1: It was like an extra 30 fucking seconds for no purpose your movie was over with. And it's not even a minute long, I don't think. It's just like the two of them, him and his girlfriend, go to the meet. They watch the meet happen and then they leave together. End of movie. Like, what new information did I get there besides the fact that, oh, they are actually together again and he didn't get to compete anymore? Why was that valuable? (laughs) He's a fucking dickhead. I don't care if they get back together. I care if she dies and I know she survived. So I don't need this extra shit, this 30 seconds, two scenes.
2: Where you tell me that because he was drugged by somebody else, he still doesn't get to be an Olympic swimmer.
1: What? What? Lightning round, Kelsey? No, I'm good. No, I'm good too. (laughs) What do you think it got on Rotten Tomatoes? 15. You are on fire. It was 14. Uh. A fatal attraction ripoff. Nope, wrong. It's a Play Misty (laughs) for me (laughs) ripoff. Swim Fan is a predictable, mediocre thriller. Metacritic of 29, but a cinema score of B minus. Which, how people walked out of this film with anything but seething anger, Uh, I do not know. Again,
2: I remember seeing this in high school. I didn't think it was great then, but I certainly didn't have the critical eye that I have now. I just thought of it as a silly high school thriller. And I'm sure that a lot of kids who saw this were high schoolers. And they're going to be like, oh, yeah, it was fun.
1: Yeah. Just, ugh. ugh. Okay. So, what would you give it?
2: I'm going to give it a 20. hmm And I'm going to give it a 20 because it reminds, it's more of nostalgia. I thought that he was really hot when I saw the movie. He um, was
1: everywhere. Yeah, he's an attractive dude.
2: Yeah. It's fun. It's stupid, it's but really It's really not fun. fun.
1: There is no part. The only part, I mean, I think the reason why I liked that shot so much was it was literally the only part of the movie that I enjoyed. Literally the only part. And it was like, I was like, oh. Oh, there was something novel. Oh, my God. Now, it wasn't... I wouldn't say it was quite as angering as, like, uh, lesbian angel vampires <laughs> or X-Ray. I'll give this one a five.
2: <laughs> no, I feel like I'm giving it way too high of a score. I'm actually going to give it...
1: No, no, you can give it a 20. It's okay.
2: I'm going to give it a 15. All right. It is really bad. But like I said, it just... it. It reminds me of a time in my life.
1: Yeah, it brings back that early internet nostalgia. Yeah. When they just put an at sign at the end of the title for no fucking reason, because it evoked email addresses that people kind of didn't understand what it was. It was so weird that this was very like, the way it was marketed was very like, oh, this is internet culture, and it had hardly anything to do with the internet. He got an email. He got several emails from her.
2: We never and talked, it's like her, one scene. Her her, her handle was Swimfan. Swim fan. fan. Uh, yeah, so
1: Swim Fan eighty five or something like that.
2: Yeah, so I I'll give it a fifteen. Okay. It's not a good movie. I don't think there's anything. You no, know, really I'm not good mad at you. It. I'm mad
1: at the movie. <laughs>
2: I just like I said. It just it just reminds me of high school, and I remember seeing this in theater with friends, and yeah.
1: It's a ubiquitous movie, and I'm really surprised that it is so. I don't know. I think probably because the the name is so ridiculous. Like, if you think about it. Swim fan. It's
2: bad. It's a bad title. Like,
1: that would be like calling Play Misty for me DJ fan. Oh, God, this fucking movie. All right, the other movie tied for first place on our bottom ten from our February 18th episode. So both of these movies came out in February. 2015's Poltergeist,
2: the remake, yeah,
1: with Sam Rockwell, which was so disappointing.
2: It was such garbage.
1: Especially since Poltergeist is one of Kelsey's favorite movies. You'll see it on our top ten list. Yeah. This was real bad. And it went places that was totally unnecessary for it to go, I seem to remember.
2: Yes, there's a lot of threaded stories that are just so... Pointless and nothing about it is scary. They and they didn't do a good enough job of making you care about the family, and the scares are silly. And it just, yeah, is dumb.
1: It did a few things right, and that's why I gave it a 15. But
2: it's insulting that's all it got. to the original, very,
1: very much so.
2: The original is so fucking good. Yeah,
1: let's hear what else we had to say about 2015's poltergeist.
0: There are ghost stories. And then, there's Poltergeist. Here. We just want our daughter back. The door to the world could close at any moment. I
3: gotta go in and get her out. Maddie, help me. <laughs>
1: Rated PG-13
2: Do not see this movie Do not see this yes, movie that's my
1: next question Do you is, recommend people see it? It is
2: a piece of shit Which sucks Because Sam Rockwell's in it and Yeah, I, I what love
1: the, Sam Rockwell I don't know what the
2: fuck he was thinking Being in this
1: So, here's what I wrote about the movie And I'm gonna say it now To discourage you from seeing it <laughs> As opposed to at the end I wrote This is just boring I see stuff happening But none of it feels like it has a soul. The original had a soul, a sort of calm confidence. And this has none of that. And in conjunction with that, or maybe as a result of that, it winds up having zero tension. Even though more crazy shit happens, it has zero tension throughout the whole entire thing. I felt... Nothing, which is saying a lot, considering how and watching the original, just how much we felt in general, just how emotional it is, how much they get everything right, how much everything feels just so natural and real. And it's all very evocative. This movie just fails on every account there.
2: It is someone who saw the original. And thought, that looks cool. That looks cool. And that looks cool. And I will splatter that on the screen, and I will ignore everything that actually made it a good movie. The writing is awful. The acting is terrible. The direction is bad. There is no familial love. Fuck, the oldest sister is barely in the original film. Yeah. And yet every moment that she is on screen, you feel her anguish, you feel her pain, you feel her love for her family and her terror of what is happening within the home. Yeah. The father looks like he is having a breakdown. The mother looks like she is doing everything she can to hold on to every inch of hope for her daughter. None of that is in this movie, and they had no idea that this film is actually about the trauma of a family family. trying to stick together. Uh Uh-huh. None of that is here. This movie thought what everyone liked about the original was the scary shit. The scary shit intensified everything, and that is it.
1: Right. Right. But it has this undercurrent of... Money, 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 money. They're poor. Like, fuck. Like, I understand what they're trying to do is they're trying to set up the fact that, well, they don't have any other options. Because the question might be, why not just get the fuck out of that house? Well, the answer's obvious. Because your daughter got sucked in. That's why. Not because it's a financial consideration.
2: But again, the the writer has seen horror movies. And it was like, oh. Most horror movies, they get stuck there because all their money's wrapped up in yeah, it. Uh-huh. I'll go with that because that's what horror
1: movies do. But here's the thing about that trope. Number one, buying a house is always a big deal, and almost everyone can't just up and leave. It doesn't have to be we're on the verge of bankruptcy, and that's why we need to stay in this house. Like, when you invest in a house, that's a lot of money, whether you are well-to-do or not so you don't need that added money stress thing that just adds the stress to this movie. That's just like, ah, and then two, you're the ones who changed the story. The makers of this movie, you're the ones who changed the story that made it to where they're just moving into this house and it's not their original house and they're not part of a big development or anything like that. You're the ones who made that a plot point. So I'm sorry, but we had to change this part of the story to explain why they didn't just move out of this house that they just moved into. Well, how about the fact that they didn't just move into it? You didn't have to change that element, but you did. And now you have to live with the consequences. But instead, I do. Because <laughs> I'm watching this movie with this awful undercurrent through the entire thing. It just stresses people
2: out. This is not scary, this is not exciting. All of the feeling that the first film has. Exactly. Is not here.
1: Exactly. Is there anything else you want to say about this movie, Kelsey? Or are we just done?
2: I feel like they made this more about the fucking son than about Carol Ann. Yeah. They focus so much on his character and about him facing his fears and I bravery he- and I- saving his sister because he's the reason that she got taken in the first place. And it's just like, yeah, my... Notes are riddled with, okay, dot, dot, dot. What was the point of that? <laughs> what was that for? That was pointless. And I I knew I had heard that this was not good. But I, assur- I assure you that I hoped for the best. Because I love the original so much. I just hoped that they did something that was worth saving it. And they did nothing. There's There's nothing about this... Which is a bummer because I'm not saying that I don't think Poltergeist deserves to get a remake. I do think it deserves a remake. I think they could do so much with our technology now—the CG. Like you could make a lot of the stuff in the original movie that we now look at and we're like, yeah. Like you could make that look scarier now, you know. And it doesn't have to be the exact same story, but if you're going to change things, have a reason for changing. Yeah, it felt
1: rote. It felt like they were going through the motions. It felt, yeah. Just who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares about this movie? I certainly don't. What do you think it got on Rotten Tomatoes, Kelsey? 10? 31%.
2: Oh my god.
1: Paying competent homage without adding anything of real value to the original Poltergeist, this remake proves just as ephemeral, but half as haunting as its titular spirit. Just no, wrong, 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 wrong. No. Poltergeist is a classic. And the consensus said as much in it. So the fact that they're calling it ephemeral now, like that, it's kind of offensive. But especially since the site itself recognizes that it's it's a classic, it's not ephemeral. So but yes, this movie is, certainly. And it is not nearly half as haunting. It says, but half as haunting. No, it's 1% as haunting. And it's not competent either. It just exists. It's just a movie with no competency whatsoever, which makes it really frustrating when you have people like Sam Rockwell in it, who is a remarkable actor.
3: Is there air? You don't know. You don't know. know. <laughs> hey, don't open that. It's an alien planet. Is there air?
2: You don't know. <laughs> We love Sam (laughs) Rockwell. This is a huge disappointment.
1: It really is. It really is. Metacritic of 47. Cinema score of C+. What would you give it, dear Kelsey?
2: I'll give it a five.
1: Wow. It's
2: getting that five for the one scene with the lights coming out and I'm fairly certain that I have an I there's another movie that I love that does that and I can't think of what it is and that bothers me because I think if I could remember what it was I'd probably be like you stole that too and I don't want it <laughs> I can't remember what it is I think there's another movie where lights come out like that that I really really like
3: All
1: right
2: and it is not Harry Potter. Please don't at me that say it's Harry Potter because it's not. There's, uh, there's, I think another horror movie that there does is it. the
1: the the Deluminator. Yes, that's not what I'm is. talking yeah, about. Okay. I will give it a fifteen.
2: God, why?
1: Because it didn't make me as angry as Fan did. Just in its pure existence. Right? like I was I was upset because of what they did with the original, but I mean, the original's still there. I'm not one to usually get upset about remakes that are bad, right? or when they adapt something and it's bad because like the original still exists. I'm totally fine with the original, but it didn't have the promise that Winchester did in the first half of Winchester.
2: No,, nope.
3: uh,
1: so it, I'm not gonna give it as high as Winchester got, but I'm not gonna give it as low as Swim fan got, which was a five. So I'm going to give it a 15.
2: Maybe if it hadn't tried to make one of my favorite horror movies of right. all time. And I totally
1: get that. I get that. All right, guys. Those are the worst movies we reviewed in 2019. To go quickly over the list in order. That was 2018's Look Away. 2009's Killing, 1987's Bloody New Year. 2018's Winchester. 2006's When a Stranger Calls, 1987's House 2, The Second Story, 1972's Night of the Lepus, 2008's April Fool's Day, 2002's Swim Fan, and 2015's Poltergeist. What a hell of a list.
2: So, five of those were holidays movies yes which and is a, four of them mm-hmm. were recommendations
1: <laughs> and seven of them were from the 2000s we got a review once that said we didn't like the original older, movies. yeah we didn't like older movies
2: <laughs> that's silly yeah I we think usually they like old one, movies better than we like new movies
1: exactly exactly i think they just listened to one wrong episode
2: but guess what guys I promise to you that we will continue to watch your recommendations, whether we like them or not. And I promise to you that we will continue to do holiday-themed films because I enjoy doing those. Yes. (laughs) I don't care that they're usually terrible.
1: (laughs) Well, next week we will be covering the best of 2019, our favorite movies that we saw last year. Until then, you can always reach us at podcemetery.com. Follow us on Twitter at pod cemetery, where we add a lot of extra commentary on these episodes. If you follow the links in the description for this episode, they'll take you to the specific episodes that have all these movies in them. So you can listen to exactly our thoughts more so than what I put in here. Cause what I put in here was just general thoughts, mostly. Uh, but if you want to listen to the whole episode, you can follow the link in the description. Don't forget to subscribe in your podcatcher of choice rate and review five-star written reviews are the best help you can be for us there. Share us with your friends because that's even better. And you know what? Thank you for listening in the GD first place. It was a great year, and we really appreciate each and every one of you. Until next time, I've been Chris.
2: I've been Kelsey. And
1: this has been Pod Cemetery. Before we go, Kelsey, any last words?
2: God, those movies sucked. <laughs>
0: In the cemetery I don't want to live my life again I
1: don't want to be buried In the best cemetery I don't want to live my life again I'm addicted
0: to the sacred place This ain't a dream I can't
1: this week it's the best of pod cemetery no it's not (laughs) so let's hear what we had to say about 2018's look away look away